Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. I've been walking with the Lord for 26 years, and this is where I was going with that as I'm keeping my tears back and my emotions settled down. But um, I, I, I'm telling you, from, from July 8th of 2017, when we planted Freedom Church, I've always said, God, this is your church. And man, with, the, with, the, with such a right heart... I've tried to give it to him, but I'm seeing, I don't know whether it's just out of some misunderstanding, a little bit of fear, some, I don't, I don't know, just not knowing it all, where I've kind of held back some of it. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm in a place of just humility where I'm just like, okay, Lord, I, I, it's yours. I'm just going to keep saying this, and I'm, I'm, I'm at a place more than I've ever been to where I'm like, if I don't understand somebody being blessed by flags or dancing or water painting, I don't know, whatever it might be, I'm not going to tell God no. I'm just not that dumb. And so, again, I don't understand everything God is doing, but I know this. He is such a good father, and he's wanting to reach each one of us in whatever way that looks like and and bless us and meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And the the only reason I think could be more, but this is Joeology, but the only reason I think that somebody just doesn't sell out to God, they're believing a lie somewhere somehow that's that that God isn't all good and he is all good so just it's taken me some time but just I just want to encourage you just keep saying yes to God even when you don't understand it just doesn't matter he's God just he and he's good and you are going to love what he's doing in your life Amen. So how many of you, can I ask, we're at the um, Jerry Garcia conference Friday. (laughs) If you were, I just want to say this. You saw, like, okay, so I ran into Jerry at Java House, our coffee shop. I think it was on Monday or Tuesday he was there, and I happened to walk in. To, to bring something in, and we locked eyes, and I walked around and spent about 20 or 30 minutes with him, and I let him know his kind of ministry has always made me, like, I, I just don't understand it. It makes me a little uncomfortable, Jerry. I mean, come on, buddy. And, but I told him, I said, I don't know, man, since last May and just some things that God's doing in my life, I said, I don't understand it, and I don't care. And then I was sitting over there about where Judah was, and he saw me, and <laughs> he's like, but I'll tell you what, like, I, I laid here, I don't know, it had to been 20 minutes, and all I did was cry, and, and, and it was good, but, and I know this, 
just feel something in my heart, just some healing and some things taking place. You know, sometimes, sometimes we are hurt from things and we don't, we don't even realize it. And then God starts going to those areas of our lives and speaking to us and, and loving on us and saying, I need you to let this go. And, and for me, so much of the time, it's that pride. It's like, oh, there's still more there. And it's, and it's coming to that place of humility and just letting God just all the way in. And as I'm doing that, it may not be the same for you, but for whatever reason, as I'm just allowing God to just, just totally just encompass me, I guess, I just cry a lot. <laughs> and it's not fear, it's not bad, it's not negative in any way, it is so positive. But I, I'm just, it, it's good, you know, I grew up, Oh, I wasn't supposed to cry. You got to be tough. Maybe that's why I'm crying so much. And I just, it doesn't even bother me. I just laid there. I thought a couple of different times, what are people thinking? I need to get up. And immediately I was like, I'm not getting up. Uh, devil mess with me. I'm going to stay here longer. <laughs> Babe, real men cry. Okay. I'm just saying. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I must be a real man. I've been crying You're a lot. You're a real man. <laughs> so here's the deal. The Lord has been setting us up for his fullness. And I'm not just talking me and Joe. I'm saying the Lord is setting you up. <laughs> I love you. The Lord is setting you up for his fullness. He is done with seeing his body, his family, his church living below their potential. Living beneath the highest price that his son could ever pay with his own body and blood for you and I in order for the great exchange to happen, which was all of our sin and shame and weakness and sorrow and pain to be placed on his son. And in that moment that he went into hell and conquered death, hell, and the grave and all the chains that would keep you bound there and he rose up from the grave he then gave you and breathed into you his holy spirit the spirit of holiness the very power of the living god where we see the earth and all that he created and he breathed that same resurrection power into you and i and then all of a sudden here we are on earth and god's saying go into all the world and preach my gospel raise the dead cleanse the lepers bring sight to the blind do all the things that my son did that you read that you saw but even greater go and do that and then we get going in life Okay, and this is why, kids, I'm going to, all of our kids, this is amazing. We've got, and I love, can we give all of our kids in the house a hand? Thank you. You guys, we have Jaden. Jaden, we love you. Anderson, Davis, Ruby, Caden, McKenna, Audrey, Serena, 
Alia, pretty name, and Quentin. Now, if I missed any of you, it's not my fault. I was texted these names. But I just want to say, children, you guys listen, this is why we literally know that these once a month, at the beginning of the month, we start off calling it Communion Saturday, but we're actually going to call these Night of Acts. Now, hear me out. We know that the power and manifestations of the spirit of holiness did not stop in the book of Acts, correct? (laughs) Amen. We know this, but how many of you are saying, but I haven't personally experienced, seen them, or participated in those acts? You don't have to raise your hand. But how many of you are ready saying, here I am, God, use me. I am ready. It is time. It is time. As a matter of fact, it is overdue. Okay? Okay. So God has been setting us up. I mean, as far as, you know, what he's been doing in our hearts and lives as pastors with the vision that he's breathed into us, he's calling us up higher. So we're going to call you up higher and we're going to call our kids up higher but here's the thing about babies this is where I was going childlike faith Jesus even said unless you become like one of them why did he say that because when you're a child and you know God says he loves you you just believe it when you're a child and the Bible says you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover a child says bring it So I know that our kids are ready to just do the word, not be just hearers, but doers of it. And so it's going to be so fun bringing them on to the the prayer team and shadowing prayer leaders and greeters at the doors and and maybe ushering, passing envelopes. We're We're going to engage the entire family because children don't have a miniature mini Holy Spirit. Kids, you have the same Holy Spirit that your mom and dad have. (laughs) And I know that Pastor Sarah and Nicole teach you that on a regular basis. But I'm just telling you, it's time. And so, so God spoke to your pastor about going to Bethel. He just gets in the car and obeys and drives 21 hours to Redding, California. Then he flies me there because there's a prophetic conference and we stay and come back. Then Jerry Garcia comes into town. And for those of you who may not attend the Bible college, he's been a minister of the gospel for decades in Mexico and has traveled all around the world. And he operates and ministers through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he can just say fire and people fall out and get healed and get up out of wheelchairs like it's it's a real demonstration of the power of God because he's yielded his life fully to the power of the Holy Spirit and you know like Pastor Joe was saying some of that might have seemed a little bit intimidating or I don't understand I don't totally understand it but the truth is when we yield our lives and surrender completely the Holy Spirit wants to do some things through us it looks like something I think we've let the Holy Spirit on the inside of us get bored I'm just being honest. I'm talking to me personally too. I'm not pointing the finger. That's a good word. Come on. 
I, I don't know what word the Lord's going to give me or, or how he's going to do it. I, I just, I got two hands. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to begin. And, and you guys can figure this out with me. You know, I, the Holy Spirit, I mean, speaks to us, even, even with Tessa, I don't know if I've shared this, so I'll make it quick, but I woke up on a Friday morning a couple weeks ago and the Lord said, go to Bethel, Mike. I mapped it. Ooh, okay. But I wasn't going to argue, right? And so, humility. Uh, I, just please, when you know that it's God, and I did. I didn't hear it, and I did not hear him speak to me in an audible voice, but it was that clear. So, I'm, I'm just saying this. When you know that it's God, and my wife confirmed it. Man, I love being married. And then you can say, uh, was this God? And she's like, that was God. <laughs> All right. So... You just got to start saying yes. You've just got to start saying yes. And so much of the time, it's not going to make sense. And, you know, I, I, this morning, I don't know, sometimes I get these words, and I want to encourage you here. The excitement you had when God gave you the dream, this dream, uh, September of 2010, has to turn into faith, humility, and a lot of hard work before you'll see it in the physical. So in other words, God gave me, God spoke to me and told me that we would have a church in Woodland Park. And it was too much shy of seven years before it happened. And, and you know what? It, it's a lot. It was, it still is, but it's, it's hard work, but it is I've never had more fun doing anything in my life because I'm right in the middle of what God has for me. So I want to encourage you. I'm, I am naturally just a visionary. I, I see things and I just know, okay, this is God. There's never one thing that I've seen that I could do by myself. <laughs> and there's never been one thing that I saw that was easy. But I say it all the time, too bad. God said it. I'm just going to do it. He's going to bring the people to help. And, and you know, take baby steps if you need to, a step at a time. You don't know, maybe you don't know the first thing to do or the second or third. Start somewhere. I just, I started reading articles on how to plant a church. I made some phone calls. It just, just different things. Tessa came up with some ideas year after year. But we would not give up, and you cannot give up. And, you know, maybe when God tells you to plant a church, it'll be six months later. Maybe I'm a little bit slow, but I, I, I'm enjoying what's happened now. So, anyway, just, man, letting the Holy Spirit, just surrendering Joe, just giving up everything and saying, okay, Lord, this is... Oh, I don't understand this. This is, oh, that looks a little weird. Oh, goodness gracious, this is... It's like, okay. Uh, and, and I told Tess, I said, as, as we begin to do this, we'll, we'll have to clean up some messes. I know that. I told her, I saw I, I was, the first Sunday night that I was at Bethel, a girl, she came up on the stairs that were in front. I didn't know she wasn't supposed to be up there. But then there's a gentleman on each side of the stairs, and they just walked over and they took her right back downstairs. She was, <laughs> I was like... Hey, that was pretty <laughs> professional looking. And so, you know, but it's things like that. It's like, okay, but if we, if we start allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do, is he going to weird us out? Maybe a little. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure. But 
He loves us, and he's wanting to do something in all of our lives. And, and, and if you're lacking anything, he wants, to, he wants to meet you right where you're at. You know, so much of the time, there are some people, nobody in here, but that, that think, oh, you don't know what I did today or yesterday or last year or, or whatever. God, listen, God's not mad at you. You need to stop it. I'm never condoning sin, man. There are consequences. I've paid some very difficult consequences for sin pre-Jesus. And stop sinning, but, but run to him, not from him. And I know this is very easy for me to say, and I do this. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I just, I just jump up and I run to God. It's like, okay, somehow my flesh or the devil, you know, tempted me, caused me to make a mistake, whatever it was. A righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. And we, if you're born again, if you're not, just say, Jesus, uh, come into my heart, come into my life, change me. Help, help is a great prayer. Help me, Jesus. It, you know, you don't, you don't have to pray some 30-word prayer to, to get God to, to hear you. If you need to say 30 words, say it. I, I don't care, but I'm just saying, don't, don't get, it's a relationship. It's not some religious thing where you're trying to earn God's love. That is taken care of. Jesus, do you, Jesus Man, his love, it's unconditional. What he did on that cross, man, God poured his wrath out on Christ on the cross. And he made a way where we could just, okay, I made a mistake. I love you. You love me. I'm I'm gonna keep running. Paul talked about to keep running your race. Do not stop. Amen. Does that make sense? I love that you use the word relationship because... The truth is this, I love how practical my husband is. He's just, it's the simple gospel, the simple truth, and simply obeying. I've watched him do this for 21 years. February, we knew each other, 21 years. So, but. She proposed to me. (laughs) Babe, they've all heard it. They don't believe you anymore. But. Here's the truth. Um, Jerry Garcia said something yesterday that was so beautiful. And I, and Joe was sitting right over there where Judah is. And I looked right at him when he said this because it's true. The truth is this, the most powerfully used people of God is because it comes from a real thriving relationship. And I've watched Joe walk in relationship with the Holy Spirit for 21 years. And so because of that relationship, you see a surrendered man to anything and everything that God directs him to do. And so tonight what we want to do, this series is going to go on until the Lord says so about, we called it Activate, because we are going to activate in us. And here's what I want to say. The Holy Spirit's power is already in us. He already dwells and lives. The the word says he will never leave us or forsake us. 
And when you became born again, Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into your life. You know, here's a lie that I think a lot of Christians may believe, and I'm going to clear it up right off the bat. Some Christians have been told that unless they speak in tongues, they don't have the Holy Spirit. That is not true. So here's what I want to say right out of the gate. And we're going to start real basic simplicity tonight with introducing you to the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not a mist or a cloud or just some presence. Now, he can manifest himself in all kinds of ways. I mean, he was a cloud in the daytime and a fire at night for the children of Israel. So he can do whatever he wants. But he is the third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead. Just as much as Jesus is the Son of God and he's the Father God, there is God the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? He's a real person. He's God. Not not just some ghost. I'm just going to say that. Okay? So I, I want to tell a story, and um, like I said, tonight is just going to be an introduction to the person of the Holy Spirit. So this is a true story. Kids, I want you to listen up. It's really fun. So there was a poor farmer in South Africa who heard about a diamond rush in the 1800s. It had begun taking place, and people came through his village telling everybody, if you can find diamonds, you can become rich overnight, and you are set for life. So this poor farmer sold his farm, moved his family to another village, and he set out to India to search for diamonds because he heard there was lots of diamonds in India. He spent over 10 years searching, but ended up in Ecuador, and after 10 years, couldn't find even one diamond. He felt so embarrassed, and he became so discouraged that he'd let his family down. He didn't provide all that wasted time that he was away that he disappeared and no one ever saw him again. And actually, it's even kind of a worse ending than that, but we have kids in the house, so you can look it up. So the guy he sold his farm to 10 years earlier was out in the backyard working one day by a small brook, and he saw a large stone that caught his attention, so he took it inside his little home, and a local pastor was walking by his farm one day and stopped in for tea. True story, I'm not making this up. As they were drinking tea, he noticed the stone and asked this farmer, hey, where did you get that, that stone? The farmer says, in my backyard, there's many of them, aren't they pretty? (laughs) The pastor tells him before he became a pastor, he was a jeweler. I worked on rare, expensive stones. So he took the stone, cleaned it off, and said to this farmer, this is the rarest diamond in the world. So the farmer took him out back, showed him his backyard, and it was full of these stones everywhere. Today, it is known as the largest diamond mine that ever was excavated in the world called the Kimberley Diamond Mine. Maybe some of you have heard it in South Africa. There were over, it was said that over 15 million diamonds were discovered from 1871 to 1914. The man who sold the farm had literally unprecedented wealth for several generations right under his feet. You could say it was accessible to him at his fingertips. 
But he went looking for something that was already within his reach and eventually ended up never finding it while it was actually already within his reach. So listen, here's the point of this story. You actually have something greater than a diamond mine. (laughs) Within your reach, right at your fingertips, you have someone who created the diamonds. His name is the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says he doesn't live in your backyard. (laughs) He lives on the inside of you. He created the galaxies, the universe, and he lives inside of you and me. And I believe that many of us as believers keep searching and striving, and really what we're actually searching for can be found in the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm not just talking about tongues or exciting encounters or the fire, but I'm talking about a real, authentic relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. He lives within you. His power is limitless. And how many of us acknowledge him throughout our day? in big ways and small ways? How many of us invite him to reveal things to us? How many of us welcome him into our daily relationships, our marriages, our friendships, our jobs? You are evaluating, I know, your own heart, so am I. But I'm just telling you, the beautiful, powerful, person of the Holy Spirit wants us to activate his power that is residing on the inside of us so he can do far above all you could ever ask, think, or even imagine. I didn't say that. The scriptures say that. So get ready. Amen. (laughs) You know, I think sometimes we can say, well, I've, I've prayed over 500 different people and I haven't seen anything happen. And we, we can just give up. And you know what? It's, it's, it's the Lord working through us, right? In and of ourselves, we don't have any power, but you have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living in you when you get born again. And so I just want to encourage you as, as someone that's had to deal with this, I'll tell you what, years ago, uh, before Tess and I met, I used to do a lot of street evangelism, but I was also, man, I would just, me and a few buddies, we would just get in a car and go to the mall or something and just walk around. And just if we felt like the Holy Spirit was leading us to somebody, walk over and ask them if we could pray for them. Most people will not tell you no. And, and the crazy thing is this, most people, they do need prayer for something and man, they'll, they'll just break down crying right there. And you can just you pray for them, but it's, it's getting past the, the timidity and the fear, man, and the devil trying to keep us from, the devil knows how powerful what is on the inside of you is. Again, the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And he, he is speaking to us all the time. Amen. We've got to... 
I talk a lot. Sometimes you just got to shut up, Joe. You just got to be quiet. First off, you need to be expecting. Do you believe you can hear from God? You can, but you need to believe that. You need to believe that. And I don't know, we've all had different experiences. I don't know your backgrounds. And sometimes depending on how we grew up or what church maybe we came out of or somebody said something we believed and was not in our Bibles um, can mess us up. Romans 2.4, it's the goodness of God that leads man to repentance. It's the kindness, whatever translation you're reading from. He is so good. And if you'll believe that he's good, you'll start allowing and expecting the Holy Spirit to do things in you and through you both. Even if, like I said, man, I've heard, who was it? Maybe Todd White or something. I forget how many, how many times he prayed for people. Like it was a lot of times. But then he started seeing it. And it's not giving up. But it's also knowing that you cannot do it without drawing from the power on the inside of you. And it's, I guess it can be humbling. I don't care. It's just like, hey, whatever. I, it, I, I don't. You know, I don't want any glory for anything. The glory goes to God. I know, I know if I'm doing anything good, who's doing it through me? In, the, in and of ourselves, in our flesh, man, it's like, that's not going to happen. So Tessa said it, though. The Holy Spirit is a person. Being a person, meaning he is a personal being rather than an impersonal thing. The Holy Spirit has feelings. Do you, do you, do, I, do you just... How do I say this? Have a conversation with God, like throughout the day. Not just when you wake up in the morning, that's good. Or not just when you go to bed at night. Throughout the whole day, don't forget who is with you. And so much of the time we can run into those circumstances, a little difficult or whatever it is maybe that we don't like or we're challenged by. And so much of the time we're sitting there trying to figure out how to get ourselves out of a mess. And it's like, hey, I have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living in me. Maybe I ought to have a conversation with my father. (laughs) We've all been there. Nehemiah 9.20, you sent your good, I read from the New Living, Nehemiah 9.20, I don't think, I didn't send these to Pro Presenter, but sent your good spirit to instruct them, good spirit, and you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water for their thirst. John 15, 26. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. He's a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, 2. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said... Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. You know, it is always good as the as the pastor of the church. I like to pray before I ask somebody to do something. I'm not. I've made the mistake before putting somebody in a position too quickly or asking somebody for some help in an area too quickly. I've done it. <laughs> you get a little pressure. You need something done. Somebody's like, I can do that. Go do it. Oh, oops, forgot to pray about that one. Now, it's a, now I got a bigger mess to clean up than I had before okay. it, it started. So learn from that. But it's, 
It's like, spend time praying. You know, I was, yeah, but I'm going to jump ahead and then I'll let you go to this one. The Holy Spirit speaking to us. And, and some of you have heard this story, but you're going to hear it again. So Luke 135 is one of them, as I, as I was searching for scriptures to use, Luke, I'm going I'm to read verse 35, and then I'm going to go to 37 from the Amplified, though. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And so verse 37 from the Amplified translation, this is where I'm going with praying and, and being quiet, putting, I, I just sometimes, I've, I've been tempted to throw my phone in the trash sometimes, man. It, it is a tool and I need it, but there are sometimes when if I get one more text or phone call, I'm going to scream. I'm just going to throw this thing in the trash. I'm trying to spend some time with God, but, but on the inside, we keep these stupid things so close to us because we're afraid we're going to miss something important. God's got your back. Just Put the thing up for a while, man. And, and if you don't think that you've got a problem with your phone, try to put that thing in a drawer for two or three hours and see if you can stay away from it. Anyway, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good tool, and it's a horrible task. Well, master, yeah, however, whatever. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Anyway. So Luke 137 from the Amplified, um, I'm in a machine shop. This is in 19, June of 1998. I will never forget this. And if you forget things like I do at times, put them in your phone. See, it's a good tool. Anyway, so I'm reading verse 37. Uh, I think from the NIV, I had a parallel Bible. And then I read it over in the Amplified, Luke, verse 37, for with God, nothing is... Oh, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, this is June of 1998. Tessa and I met in February of 2001. I want you to start a machine shop and I want you to call it True Turning Machine. I heard the name. I wrote it in my Bible that fast. This is like two o'clock in the morning. I'm working the night shift, but I was quiet and I'm reading the Bible and I'm expecting to hear the Holy Spirit speak something to me. So when I met Tessa, how many years later was that? Let's see, 98 we met, so uh, not quite three years later. But one of the things I, I let her know right up front is I'm going to own a business. I'm making sure she's okay with this or we're not getting married because I know I've heard from God. So my point, and then uh, a little less than two years later, we started it. And man, we did really, really well for two years anyway. I'm not going into all of that. My point is, is the Holy Spirit is speaking. But so much of the time, man, I'm just trying to encourage you to take some time, zip your lips, be quiet, and spend some time with God. Put your phone away. Do whatever you've got to do. And you know what? It, it, it doesn't have to be an hour. There might be times when you have to spend an hour. But whatever that is, please be expecting to hear from God. He's speaking to you. He is speaking to you. Amen. He wants you to hear from He, He, you know, relationship is, I, I don't know the correct definition. This is, this is my definition from going to school in Tulsa. It's, it's at least two people, right? And so it's a relationship and you're, you're having conversation 
with one another. Some of you need to hear this. A relationship's not one-sided conversation. Sometimes you, anyway, I'm trying to help you here. It's, but, it's, but it's both people having a conversation, asking questions, giving answers, you know, just things like that. Did that help? Good. All That's right. good. God wants to, he's, he's speaking to you. I don't know where you want to. So uh, getting down, breaking down some scripture about, and Pastor Joe gave you a few right there, about, again, introducing God, the Holy Spirit. Let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to start in verse 1 in the New Living Translation. And I'll let our, give it a second so they can find it. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. When I first came to you, and please, if you can, will you read along with me? If you want to read on the screen or in your Bible, I, I just think it's super important to capture what Paul is saying here. So when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters... I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. Verse two, I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. Verse four, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, here's key, number one, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse five, I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Verse six, yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. Verse seven, no, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. I'm in verse eight. The rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, oh, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole wide world. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Are you catching this? Verse 11, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. In other words, your neighbor can't tell you more about yourself than you already know. Your spirit, the real you, knows you more than anyone else. Listen to this. Verse 11, halfway through, no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Verse 12, and we've received God's spirit, not the, the world Lord, spirit. So this is the introduction for us tonight. This is the key, and this is why we're doing this series, and this is why we're going to continue breaking it down, introducing, revealing, speaking truth and grace so that we can activate and begin to walk in the fullness. But here's the last part of verse 12. So we can know the wonderful things that God has freely 
given us. How many of you want to actually know all the wonderful things that God has freely given to us? Who is it that's going to reveal to you the wonderful things that God has given you? Again, the Holy Spirit knows God's thoughts and plans and his wisdom better than anybody else. This is so exciting. Verse 13. When we tell you these things, we're, we're not coming from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Verse 14, I'm almost done. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. So can I stop right here and say, if you're listening to us tonight right now and you're saying, this is too deep or this is too uh, complicated or I don't quite grasp, you know, what's the point? Can't we just talk about um, other things? I want to encourage you, you can grasp these things. Stick with us. There you go. Stick with us. But verse 14, people who aren't spiritual can't receive. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Verse 15. I'm going to clear this up. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Verse 16, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who could know enough to teach him? Here is where everyone should rejoice. But we understand these things. Why? For we have the mind of Christ. So nobody in this room (laughs) has any excuse None of us, not even uh, Jackson or or uh, what are your guys' names, or Jaden or Anderson or Ruby, Caden, McKenna, Audrey, Serena, Ayla, and Quentin. None of you can ever say, I don't understand that. It's too hard for me to understand. God give, gave you the mind of Christ. Little ones, can I see you raise your hands? Do you know you have the mind of Christ? <laughs> yes, God has given you his mind so you can understand spiritual things. Now I'm going to talk to you big kids. God has given you the very mind of Christ. You can understand and grasp these truths. You can be in fellowship and relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. So I just want to wet your, we just want to wet your appetite tonight to say, I I, I just want to, I want to say something though. Don't, because I, I just thought of this. Don't limit him in how he can speak to you. Yeah. So some of you know this. It was, it's been a few months now. Um, it happened to me actually last night, but, it, but it, it was happening every night. And this went on for a couple months where I was waking up two and three times in the middle of the night. And I keep my tool, my phone beside me. It's a horrible taskmaster though. But so... I would grab it and open my notes and I would have words in my head. And so I would type out what I believe the Holy Spirit was saying and then put it back down. And sometimes I knew they were words for me. And then sometimes I believe they were possibly for somebody else, but I didn't know. So I would share some of, the, some of it on social media. And this went on, this went on for a couple months and I like my sleep. And you can ask Tessa. One morning I told her, I said, man, the Holy Spirit keeps waking me up and I'm not getting enough sleep, man. I'm tired. And that night, it didn't happen. And three nights 
three nights went by. It was either two or three nights went by, and my lightning quick mind, I figured it out. I complained, and I repented, and I told Tess I repented, and it started that night and went on for several more weeks. So just if it's, if it's your sleep or you, whatever it is, you're messing up your schedule, God understands what's going on, right? And he's not trying to get you fired from your job or, or whatever, whatever might be going on. If he is speaking to you whenever he wants or however he wants to do something, just keep saying yes and watch what he will do. Man, and it's, it's that humility and not trying to figure out exactly what's taking place. Man, we have, I'm telling you, we, you, you want to be promoted in life? Everything is so backwards with us, with the Lord. Give it away and you'll have more. What? Humble yourself and you'll be exalted. What? It's, it's, it's like, it's, but you know what? He is so faithful and his word is true. If it wasn't, I'll just humble myself. <laughs> if it wasn't, you wouldn't be seeing me up here because I cannot make this happen on my own. I promise you. And and even we have an amazing team of people that help with this. But if all of us are not depending on the Holy Spirit, Freedom Church is not here. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just pray for a second? Let's just all just pray. You can pray in English, you can pray in tongues. I want to, I also want to create an expectation. One thing we believe God spoke to us about starting this series on the Holy Spirit is this is why. So that signs and wonders and miracles and healings and manifestations of the Holy Spirit will follow the preaching of the word. We are going to create space and place and create an expectation for us to walk out the book of Acts. It's not just in word only. And while Pastor Joe was just talking there at the end, I am, um, Dr. Scott, I, I, it's like the Lord highlighted you to me. And it's funny because earlier in the day, I thought of you. And I didn't know why, but I do know why now. And I believe what the Holy Spirit is saying is that he is literally going to show you things about. So Dr. Scott is a um, chiropractic for animals and people. And when God, first of all, the Holy Spirit's the one who directed you to open the practice up for animals. You know that, right? 100%. There's fruit from it. It's wild. But he's going to show you, you know, Jesus is called the great physician. He can see inside people's bodies. He can see inside animals' bodies. And where people have gone to different chiropractors and they've taken their animals to different vets and chiropractors and they can't help them. They don't know what's wrong. They can't fix it. The Holy Spirit wants you to partner with him and he's going to speak to you and he's going to show you what's going on inside those bodies so that, that it can be cured and fixed. And it won't be just the physical, the natural, the adjustment and the whatever else you do, but it's also going to be the healing anointing of Almighty God in those bodies, and I know you'll give God the glory. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So cool. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.